0: Welcome, Commanders, and welcome to episode 194 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Ben Moss-Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Edelweiss, and joining me in kind of the Orange Sidewinder, although at the moment I'm being a bit naughty and I'm actually in my cutter, uh, we've got a very sick bar steward, Commander Psychoco.
1: That makes me sound like I say lots of nasty things to people.
2: (laughs) They know
0: you. We've heard your Fridays.
2: Your Fridays.
0: Well, yeah. He's also poorly. Yeah, that too. <laughs> we have a sick in the head, commander toxic.
2: Aye, that is actually rather true. Thank you very much. Hi guys.
0: And the sick and disgusting and depraved towards NPCs, commander
3: Shan. Hello, but I'm not sick and depraved towards NPCs. They deserve everything they get.
2: No they don't.
0: I I can't think of any ways that Kurgle's actually sick. He has a sick PC. Kurgle has a sick PC. That'll do.
4: Yeah, it's very poorly. But I'm well.
3: And a sick space program.
0: (laughs) Very
4: sick space program.
3: And we have a special guest,
0: and I'm not going to sell. I
2: like a um, like a chap. Sick space program
0: going without being over overridden by Toxic. And we have a very nice, and I'm not going to insult her at all, special guest joining us this evening called Olivia Vespera. Thank you for joining us, Olivia, because you're
5: obviously Hiya. Sick. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, no, I am sick. <laughs> <laughs> In which ways are you sick, Olivia? I've got a short throat, unfortunately. <laughs> um,
0: so you, a little bit of a flu. Me too. <laughs> right, well... Do you want to tell us a wee bit about yourself before I go off and find out about Grant's Bathroom?
5: <laughs> okay, um, hi, I'm Commander Olivia Vespera, and I am one of the organizers for Distant Worlds 2. Primarily I'm in charge of Fleet Logistics, it's a sort of metagame, and um, I'm, I was also involved in uh, making your ship ID system. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. The ship ID system. What? So you know the ship ID you get given um, on the roster. I I did the coding and backend work for that. I did not know that. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's very special. I can talk about it some other time if you like. <laughs> uh, I actually I want to hear about this now, unless anyone doesn't. Okay, so um, it's it's not. Is, this alpha, is not quickly- elite stuff, or is this in what stuff? Sorry. Sorry, this is an elite's stuff. Oh, or is no, this is in... just, this is distant world, um, Rasta ship ID stuff. Right. Um, okay, so it's not I'll
0: our com- ship ID no, 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 no. in elite. Okay, not, that's okay. Not, uh, no, no,
3: no, okay, no, no, I'm no. less confused now. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we save that one for the main topic then? Because that sounds like that's worthy of further exploration. Uh,
0: yes, I think we'll save that for the main topic. But I, if it's not. I, I, you were confusing me a lot there for thinking you'd done sure the ship IDs that. for elite dangerous and I was thinking hang on I don't no, think no, Olivia
3: works no. for for, for Frontier
5: no yeah
3: I was going to say give us two extra characters you <laughs> <there>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know your pain right
0: so this evening we've we've asked Olivia to come off and join us because the distant worlds two expeditions doing a bit of a fleet logistical exercise. So we will be talking about that a little bit later on. So next up, let's go and find out from Ashley what he's been up to.
2: So many jumps, so many more jumps to go. Although I was crunching some numbers today, um, last couple of days and I've worked out I've so far covered 50,000 light years and I'm going to do another 50,000 light years before I get home. Yeah, it's space madness. And I went off and gave you another
0: 100 and 200 or 200-odd 200 jumps as well, I believe.
2: Yeah, you gave me another two, 300 jumps, and I'm going to have words with you after the show about that. Oh, You asked me to pick a point on the map where you wanted to go to. You didn't have to pick the furthest point you could find.
0: I know you like going down. <laughs> Kurgle, how you been, buddy? Yeah, pretty
4: good. Um, <laughs> other than the horrific state of my main streaming machine, um, I've been busy with uni work actual work to pay the bills work and um play testing one of my friends rpgs uh which has also been a lot of fun
0: and next up let's hear from Shan. how you been
3: i've been doing pretty well actually i had a visitation on friday by some of the hammers of slough on their way down to uh, the elite community meet Uh, so i had a fun time entertaining them Uh, even allowed uh, one of them to fly my ships, which is, if you know how precious my ships are, was quite a feat. But I uh, actually wanted to try out um, an X32 Pro. So thinking of changing HOTAS, and HOTAS is a, such an individual thing, until you try one, you don't really know whether you can get on with it or not. Um, yeah, that's very true. Yes, yeah, so I had a fun time that on Friday.
0: Did you join up with the Hammers again on Sunday in the pilgrimage to Slow
3: and Greggs? Um, I I didn't. know. I, I had other family stuff planned for that time. Um, other, other I did watch the live stream. Yes, I, I did. Uh, I did watch the streams both from ACM uh, mm-hmm. and what they got up to on Sunday. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't caught up with the pizza making uh, footage yet, though. Oh, I guess Grant and I can both talk about the pizza making stuff. Right, and
0: now the even the point of the evening when everybody's been looking forward to—Grant, how's your toilet?
1: Well, it's been a bit tougher than usual in the last. Oh, right, you mean the bathroom? Right, um, the bathroom. Yeah, no, we have had no progress since last week because obviously we were in full-on ECM prepare, 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 preparation mode, and getting everything organised to go down to ECM on the Friday. Which of course, for Simon and I, is a seven-hour drive, um, minimum. So it's only longer. Yeah, I have than to. Admit,
0: that. I was actually. I was surprised when myself and Commando Lethal Breaker showed up. At a, we got in about half six, I think it was on Friday evening, and you and Simon were not only there, but actually unpacked by pretty well, pretty much unpacked, and set up.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It
0: was, it was. It was a. I was impressed. It was a good old
1: run down. Yeah, um, so we managed to run down in seven hours, and it was straight; it didn't stop once. Which is one of those mistakes you make when you realise that you've not got any cash because you went to pick it up at a service <laughs> station on the way Oops. down. But never mind, that was fine. Yeah, it was. It. it was. It was a relatively painless journey. I wish I could say the journey back up was as equally as painless. It was a oh, fucking nightmare. Oh, uh, not the traffic. Just be. I wasn't feeling great, so you know you get into your swing, you start getting a wee drive on, and then the next thing you're going, <laughs> and then better stop at the next services for a week's sleep. <laughs> and I spent more time
0: yeah. in service stations than I did in the roads. Uh I can I can understand that. I so my 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 weekend. I was I was also down at ECM and. Well, should we talk, we'll talk? we talk about ECM and falling asleep and things like that so when, he, when we get around to it, I guess. Uh, that probably makes more sense, doesn't it, rather than going into it now. But yeah, I had a great time at ECM. Apart from that, I think the only other thing I've really been doing has actually been playing Prison Architects, because that got an upgrade um, over the week as well. So I was looking at its little updates. So let's slide into development news, which ain't going to take very long. Um which is i think the only thing that frontier have really released and announced this week is their designer hollow screen advert which to be honest looks pretty amazing cuz you know we all i think we all like the adverts that are outside of stations or inside of stations and frontier oh, wants to yes. do this
4: it, it'd be great if they get a ton of entries and just take them all uh, and put them in I think
2: I, I would agree all the things I'll admit, I've never actually looked at the ads out there, but when the um, user-created ads come in, I will be going and having a look to see um, some of the contest winners.
5: There's been a few on the I've seen so mm. far. I have to admit, I would love to see pretty much anything
0: that Sagittarius I, You know, the artwork that they produce in all of their magazines, I think every single one of them could basically be turned into an advert, I think. But there are some
3: rules, aren't there, that they've stipulated
0: there are indeed so the adverts have to be at a 2 to 1 ratio or or a 1 to 2 ratio depending on whether you're portrait or landscape and the resolution is 2048 by 1024 and this is I thought this is actually quite interesting which it makes sense because it's kind of a hologram that the overall image is made up of two layers the background and foreground images which make up the ad, the adverts The foreground image contains parts of the hologram, such as the text, which are then offset from the background in in 3D space. And then finally, just like a flat version of the image, just showing what your picture is actually going to look like, which I guess that's what they're going to be putting up on the forums and things like that to do the judging.
2: Oh right, so they're they're actually putting the images together the same way they do for the
0: the, um,
2: iPhone backgrounds, is it... Um, where you can move the phone around and it looks like the background's actually moving.
3: Oh, I mean, yeah. a, apart from the technical stuff, um, there's content restrictions as well, isn't there? Like that, like you're not allowed to publicize your uh, in game faction?
0: Oh, this is where Frontier are being their usual, inc- interestingly communicative self. It's like, you know, adverts need to contain relevant content, content relevant to the Elite Universe, including past games. That makes sense. Um, but then they're not allowing in-game factions, unless you want to go off and off, offer them an in-game faction and put it in anyway. It's like, well, what is it? Are we not having in-game factions, or are we kind of sort of allowed in-game faction representation to be in there?
2: Wait, and, so you can't have a faction that's in there, but you can have a faction that they're going to put in there? That—that's that sounds basically the that wording. That said.
5: It is. That's really weird.
0: Um, yeah, I can I can read the exact wording, but it's that's what it basically
3: boils down to. Um, well, I think it kind of makes sense not to promote in-game factions yeah. in there because, first of all, I suspect they'll scatter these adverts everywhere.
0: Yeah. So this is what they're actually saying: you can be as creative as you can be as creative as you like, as long as the image related to it is dangerous. Makes sense. We're not looking for faction recruitment posters, but general themes that can include exploration, superpower propaganda, in-game brands, galaxy-wide initiatives. That said, these rules are flexible, and if you have an incredible ideal idea,
5: feel free to submit it. So So, something like canon would work because it's it's more of a infrastructure rather than a, a player group. Well,
0: this this is you know I would it's that's what I would kind of be going with.
4: But You've got to yeah, imagine go, um, that people like Canon Research are going to want to get their stuff in the game I'm and the other pure people. Fuel rats as well. Exactly, fuel yeah. rats. Uh, yeah, that'd be great to see that stuff, though. That's the perfect thing mm. to put in adverts.
0: To be honest, I'd, I, you know, I'm, maybe I'm yeah. a little bit biased, but I'd like to lay radio in there as well. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's mean, not been the, going
0: for the past few years the fuel rats yeah.
1: logo you know we've got fuel you don't any questions mm-hmm. would actually be completely fine and i couldn't see that ever being considered anything um like a kind of recruitment campaign at all it's just no. sort of you know yeah that, that's something that fits right. and i think that's what Frontier are saying is they're not saying you can't mention your minor faction but you have to do it in a mindful way where it's not join we we bob's f- um oh god did i really say that out loud <laughs> join we bob of Doncom. we're cool
3: or
0: something
1: well i'm already concerned about the Doncom insurance adverts that i've been seeing
3: oh dear god. vote for goldblum vote for goldblum
0: by proxy
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop that again Oh,
0: Carl's not here, we should be fine <laughs> not here, we're okay
2: So yeah, he I mean We're I... going to break this time No,
0: oh, I mean, We'll see how that goes, but yes um, It's It's usual. For, I'm seeing it as usual frontier williness To be honest, but I guess they're not wanting to limit people But they're not wanting, as you say, they're not wanting Blatant Come and join Huston orbital truckers and take over the galaxy kind of thing or something I guess
4: <laughs> We've got people in game asking if they're allowed to do uh, wanted posters for specific members of the crew
5: oh.
0: <laughs> well, I Probably think... not but if you use Collins E-D-W-T-R-B dot whatever the hell, dot .com maybe dot e- what is it? Elite Dangerous Wings Trade Bounties Bounty. and other stuff um, <laughs> then you, you, you can go and do bounties on cow if you want to.
1: I think anything that is used as a naming and shaming will get uh, flushed out of the Oh, more. yes.
0: Um, or I, I love Lennon's idea, actually, of so he's suggesting we do a... Come to Hobbit Orbital. We have 100 credit anacondas. <laughs> that would be
2: mean, but that would be fine. <laughs> that
0: would be hilarious. <laughs> um... I mean, I would love for Radio to get something, but I know for a fact that I've got the artistic talent of a dead cat. Um, Maybe
3: we could have a competition for the listeners.
0: Well, a competition to enter the competition?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what, what would the prize be? We don't have anything to offer people. The prize would people. be that they'd be able to <laughs> enter the competition. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um a Lave Radio sticker. That'd
0: do. That'd be
3: I do. I I have Lave Radio stickers. I'm sure I've got some somewhere.
2: I want to peel some more of those from you at some point.
3: <laughs> so spend that yeah. uh, spend hours on a Lave Radio advert, and you two can get the the content of whatever <laughs> Ben had left over from Lavecon last year. Absolutely.
0: That sounds fair to me. No. Yeah, that's that sounds that sounds perfectly reasonable yeah, to me. A fair, a fair <laughs> Yeah, I I was giving stuff so not I was I've got some things that I was giving away to folks, but yes.
2: Tom's um, got a Lave radio sticker on his laptop, apparently. So do I, do I? Oh know I've actually yeah,
0: yeah. I had I had a Lave radio sticker on my laptop, but then I changed my laptop and now I've just got the Elite Dangerous logo on it. I do have the Lave radio sticker on my phone, though.
2: On your phone? My phone, my phone, phone. All right, shall we
0: move on on from this? Or is there anything else that anyone uh, wants to say about it? Uh,
3: when's the closing
0: date? The entry date has already started, and it closes in just under a month's time now, which is the 15th of May, at 4pm British time.
5: Well, better get it then. Yeah, better get going.
0: Right, now, somebody's just written mining CG. Can, do you want to talk about that? Because it looks like someone in Twitch is mining. But... Do they
1: accept Creon drawings? That'd be funny as hell if they did. Sorry. Mining, yes, mining's... Mining is boring.
0: You like mining, Dad, don't you? I thought you liked mining.
1: It's like a really crap game of snooker.
0: <laughs> Where every, okay, who, every who, who ball's green there's CG no in. pockets. <laughs> Better than bo- grey balls and blue balls. <laughs> yeah, oh no, we are after nine o'clock now, that's okay.
4: The, um... The mining CG's finished now, hasn't
2: it? I don't know. It has, I yes. I saw sure in chat that it had, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Apparently, it was um, it was quite low threshold. Someone's claimed to have um, finished the top fifty percent uh, with only one hundred and ten tons mined. Wow,
2: that's not a lot of soft mined, is it? Yeah, it's not a lot for top ten percent.
0: but really, it sounds that sounds like they went. A little too low in there in their things, but I guess it's because you know usually when you're doing mining CGs, there's usually
3: no one enters them. I guess it depends on also what the particular thing they want mined. Because if mm-hmm. it's painite, then you know it's going to be a bit trickier to find than um, gallium, I think. Possibly. Yeah, it, it
4: was um, palladium, osmium, and silver. <laughs>
0: Sorry just I'm I'm reading Olivia's messages and then seeing that she's saying I'm doing this for later. <laughs> uh, I've also now sorry Grant, this needs edited. And I just read what you just said as well, Grant. Damn you for breaking me. Right. Just for Twitch, Grant was going to see say we Bob's fuck club. And that can get edited out. Or not and drop you in air
6: <laughs>
0: yes right anyway should we move on from that now i think so or is, isn't there's is no one wanting to say nothing about mining mining cgs
3: really no but i thought i thought um cow was going to said he was going to mine um every single cg that comes out from now on because he likes it so much
2: yeah, I I
3: heard that as
1: well. No, no, I don't remember. Oh, that. I, I, I don't remember that. I I do distinctly uh, making passing comments about your all of your mothers. Um
3: <laughs> <laughs> Um anyway, just how um you were challenged to a trip to Beagle Point. Are you there yet?
1: <laughs> I think you can see that I'm still trying to collect enough jump pull me into to bloody well get there. Uh I'm, Oh, that so that's what you're mining for is it? I am doing my bestest to get all the resources that I might
5: need. Um, okay. You
3: realise you won't get some of the resources for Jumponium
5: by mining? Where is Yeah, he? yeah you're going to have to go planet-shy. Yep, I'm
3: just
1: trying to fill up all my uh, mats that I can and then use that to buy in bits and pieces when I get bored of going to a planet surface. Next week, oh. I should hopefully be stocked up or I will have gone back to... The bubble to do some engineering on the jump drive to make it less
5: of a freaking nightmare. Okay. So that's <laughs> the. Is that you in the Type 9 in the stream? Yes. Yes. Okay, what was your jump range right now?
2: <laughs> 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 Don't ask, I've flown the Type 9. Cause, it's cause
1: I, currently I a maximum of 20.5, but I'm currently
5: 19.51. Oh, you would be fine. Actually. That's
2: better yeah. than I had it out
5: that's
2: better than mine doing distant worlds for sure. Well, to be fair, I was running mine for a cargo load. I was only getting eleven.
5: But I think the difference
3: is—I think the difference is, Olivia, is that you actually know what you're doing with progression timeline.
0: <laughs> Grant's gone back and forth enough That's times scandalous. to Colonia that he—he he does know what he's doing now. The fact he's actually made it to Colonia and hasn't died. Has to be a good sign, I think. Look at this, my lovely, my lovely
1: Type Nine, and it's
2: oh my, it's God! You're,
5: you're the one who got the cow.
0: Oh my fucking God!
2: <laughs> we got him, the cow. <laughs> oh. I think we've
0: managed to make it. Oh, no, no I... <laughs> sorry, Oliver, just <laughs> I just
1: you're me I know what you're going to
0: say, you
2: dirty boy. Yes, <laughs> Gron, Why can't I find you on the galaxy map?
1: Because I'm in, um and um. I, I don't know. Are you in private group or something? Why is that no, one laser so shooting like that. that tiny wee rock and getting stuck on it? That was stupid. Yeah, but
0: yes, Olivia Grant Grant has the cow skin, uh, which we we yeah the community kind of went off and made sure that gr- that cow got the cow skin yeah
1: I, I can say i was i did bid on it and i thought i was doing really well and then when i won frontier said nothing until later on that evening when a rather excited ben came on to my uh, hutton show for the radio I interrupted so i took the living piss out of him before i actually listened <laughs> to what he was saying and then found out that the community had got together and had uh, Further on bolstered my bid by raising close to was it close to a thousand pounds, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: That's
1: really sweet of them. So that that just secured and raised a lovely sum for special effects for the cow skin as well, which was amazing. So thank you to them. Cow I know. Yeah. Aww.
2: You're six thousand light years away from me. Behind me.
1: <laughs> I'm not set up yet. If <laughs> you, you just go out there purely
2: to wait for me so you can shoot me oh. <laughs> I don't have guns I'm not going to shoot you I was just going to ram you with shields so. <laughs> are you, are you sh- you're not going to be you know I, acting I'm as a fuel that, rat
3: for him not,
0: n- I could <laughs> but I'd
2: have to go and fit the fuel transfer Olympic controller
3: uh, you <laughs> probably ought to have a hull repair Olympic controller as well <laughs> <or
2: something>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just saying yeah I'm jumping back anyway. It's only six thousand light years. It won't take me long. It's going to be a whole. Right, remember, you've got to go all the way down first. No, I'll, I'll do that after I've gone and annoyed Grant. All right. I've just had to do a complete one eighty just to go back and annoy him. So I'm going to like go and make make a point of doing it now. Okay, fair enough.
0: Right. Well, should we should we move on to the New Horizons probe? Which oh, well, it was only on the twelfth of <laughs> April that Frontier went off and said. Hey, we we there might be this ancient signal that's been detected. Um, now, is anyone actually wanting to talk about that, or shall I just say some spiel? I think
4: it was found, wasn't it? Oh, right, like as soon as they put the information out there, someone on the forum put. Pretty out much, a yes. So. Was-
0: yeah. So Frontier were basically they released a uh, Galnet article saying. That the New Horizon, Horizons probe was launched over a thousand years ago, so this is potentially quite exciting. This is potentially a quite exciting discovery. We haven't been able to pinpoint the object's precise location, but our data indicates that it is approximately one point seven two six seven point seven one six light seconds from the sun, and I guess that's some that millions, probably millions actually, one million five hundred and fifty. Five hundred twenty-six thousand and fifty light seconds from nine oh three double seven Sedna, which is basically giving people some coordinates in Sol to go <clears throat> and have a nosy around, yep. and then it was found really rather quickly, kind of. You know, sur- I, I would actually say surprisingly fi- quickly, because um, it was it was found by i where was it found it was found by canon very quickly there we go commander's ritesker and god why do people have to have weird names how do you pronounce this
4: iladev i think
0: that is let's go yeah rite and odev L-L-O-Dev lolo dev <laughs> yeah, I've no idea how so anyway, two commanders with unpronounceable names found it very quickly afterwards. Um which is amazing and it's great that it's been found so early. But there are as as is always the case, especially when cannon get involved, there is some some tinfoil hattery which is going o- going wrong and you know there's people wondering if there are noises in its clicks and beeps that it makes and meaning and things but potentially even more interesting is they think it is beaming its its satellite dish is now aimed straight
3: at polaris so are they thinking it's going to be like Vegia in star trek one is that what they're <laughs> angling for <laughs>
0: Who knows? Well no, if it's is it well, well be sending a signal back to Solaris. But it's not been there yet so it's, unless it's on its
3: way back. I guess it begs the question, is that when will Frontier put the Tesla car in game? To find?
0: Well there was talk and I don't know if it's Hopefully on about no, New Horizons, yeah. about a Easter egg being placed in Seoul. But I don't know if that's about Elite Horizons or not. This is about Elite Horizons? About New Horizons? Uh, it might be, it might not be, because, you know, it's an, East, it's an Easter egg. We don't know these things. So, anyone else want to say anything about the New Horizons probe?
3: Other than that, it's cool that Frontier keep putting these things in game for us to find that are actually real objects that are, mm-hmm. you know. I do like it when they tie stuff back to... Um, real life, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. it's a
4: nice bit of simulation work to have it just sitting there. Um, I'm not sure if it will influence the game greatly.
0: It is a question for you, you know, going purely based on my attempts and fa- failed attempts to find Voyager. Would you prefer Frontier to do what they've done and have these things out there, but you have to? find slash stumble across them or would you prefer for them to once they've been found for a in the in the patch after they've been found say for a navigation beacon to be put in in situ that follows the the um, satellite along so we can just get close enough and then we'll find it using normal elite dangerous
2: techniques i think all the data for that satellite just be put in the nav beacon
3: no, I don't want it that easy. What I would the way I'd rather have it done, I think, is for um, you have like a Gallner article saying signals heard from New Horizons probe. And then you have like a, a news article where faint signals have been found from the New Horizons probe launched in two thousand and whatever. Uh, and then just leave it at that. And then the players then have to extrapolate the course of the probe from when it was launched to where it would be in thirty three oh four. So basically, you need a bit of detective work. I'm not sure I'd want a nav beacon reference to it right away. But once you've got it and you've scanned it, I think you should be able to go back and see it. But then thinking about it, it does kind of open up. Oh, um, Ben, you've been there. I'll wing up with you and then you can show us where it is sort of thing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not... the, see, when I first um, went to, to go to the politics for the first time, right, I was really annoyed, I couldn't find it, it was it took me an hour or so, but when I found it, the euphoria I felt for having found it, I don't want to deprive other people from experiencing that, you know? If you want to get someone to help you find it, you'd be like, you know, you'd be like the film Morana, you'd be charting your way through the stars, that's how it actually feels like to do it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But I went off
0: and basically spent all of Sunday flying back and forth looking for that bloody thing. And by you know after probably about eight in eight to ten in-game hours of searching, I was ready for you know what. Sod it! I don't care even, I don't care anymore.
4: They could treat them uh, like you do planetary discoveries right so you can go and scan a system manually um Mm. or you can optionally buy that data from you know a star a star station well why can't you just buy poi data right sure you could go find it yourself and scan it and maybe make some money handing that data in but why not just go buy it if you're desperate to go and find the thing
3: the other way of doing it which frontier are very expert at is (laughs) Is to have its is have its location RNG. So basically, when you jump in, it is oh, yeah. an RNG place. Which USS <laughs> is it in? <laughs>
5: Damn oh, you, I nearly coffee. spat my coffee out. <laughs> I mean, I mean were, you whole, like, <laughs> were you doing the whole like? Were you doing the whole putting the putting soul in between the four stars kind of thing, and you were having trouble with that?
0: Yeah, I was doing putting the stars and aligning it all up, and yeah, you know, okay. So look at this, and look at this, and rotate round, and then fly slowly so that it's look so while you're looking back at this. And I was doing all that stuff that Ghost Giraffe was telling us to. It was Ghost Giraffe, wasn't it?
3: See, if there's an Orary map, mm,
0: we'd better yes. do this,
3: wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag
0: Star Map. Um, so yeah, I was doing those things that ghost giraffe was telling us to do and it just wasn't happening.
3: Um,
0: which, yeah, after many, many hours, I just became pissed off and that's, you know, I'm I'm actually quite glad that a lot of the, the Thargoid stuff now, at least once you've been there and scanned it, it's in your data. So Mm. I, that is convenient. Yeah. I'd be okay if it was like that. Um, yeah, go, Shan.
3: But yeah, as I say, it's one of those things that are, that's interesting and cool to do, but it's it's not on my I must do this list. So
0: it's not on a, it's not on that. But it was it was a hey, I'm in Sol, and I would really like to go and see it. And I spent well, you yep. know a long time looking for it. But so it's, does it it's not the end of the look
3: world for like probe, or does it look like a nav beacon?
5: If oh, it's I mean. a probe. It's the actual Voyager itself. It looks so good.
3: Yeah. But New Horizons,
0: though, looks just as... is. It's Doesn't New Horizons not look... The, it's the same model as Voyager 1 and 2, I thought. Or is this actually the New Horizons probe that they've used for that? Or do you not know?
5: The image. It. Oh, it's definitely the New Horizons probe. Okay. Okay,
0: so it's... I mean, it's not... I know it's not one of the normal things, but I wasn't sure if that's what New Horizons... Actually, looks like. Whereas that I know what, what I know what Voyager looks like from yeah. watching Star Trek the motion picture. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to the newsletter then? Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, has anyone seen anything in the newsletter that they really want to talk about? There were some things that were kind of awesome. All right. And like i said, "I'm going to pick things up and say, has anybody read the PC Gamer article?"
3: It requires it was a, pa- a copy of the magazine, doesn't it, to read? It, requ- it requires a dead tree edition of the magazine, and I
0: haven't got one. But apparently, it's meant to be very good. But I haven't—I've not read it yet
3: because um, I haven't got a copy of PC Gamer. Um, I need to pop in the same reason and read it while Mr. Mrs. goes shopping. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but
0: apparently, it's, apparently, it's very good. Uh, and I—I I saw, if I remember correctly, when I was looking at PC Gamers, because I was looking around their website looking for things. They are also talking about Jurassic World and Phoenix Point as well. So there might actually be a whole load of stuff in there that I wouldn't be reading, to be honest.
2: Do they so, still do the DVDs of PC Gamer? I have no idea. I haven't picked up a copy of that in years. I
3: haven't seen a DVD on the front of a magazine for, like, ever. Not certainly for... <laughs>
2: That's just. I hear you talking about PC magazine. The only thing I can think about is a few of the DVDs I got up on the shelf with, like the old Red Alert demos and stuff on. Mhm.
0: No, that's what I, I. mean, I used to live off of the old, yeah, you know, the the old CDs that you got back in the
2: day. Yeah, I've, got, I've still got a whole collection of them.
5: Um,
0: and so, so uh last week Frontier released their usual. Paint job extraordinaire and this week we got a Ferdelance a razor metallic paint job pack, which I haven't gotten, but it does look rather sexy.
3: Have any any of you guys gone and done that? I haven't, but I was tempted by it. So it just look pretty for Ferdelance paint job, it looks pretty good. It does look very, very
0: shiny. But I don't I don't fly the furry lance very often. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was
4: hoping it'd be more like the um, the the sort of shiny one you got for your ship but it's got like a pattern on it hasn't it i don't like it, it as much. Yeah.
0: okay i like i quite like the pattern oh sci-fi 88 yeah, yeah. is saying that he gets pc gamer and no they don't have a dvd on the front anymore
2: sad times indeed <laughs> kind of
0: um was well, a, a thing about commander exogenius and ship power have any of you guys seen that
3: I haven't. No, um, personally, I sort of tend to know how the ship's power works anyway. But if you don't, um, I suspect it's a very good guy because the number of players who don't actually set their power priorities right is probably quite substantial, still quite high, isn't it? I mean, it's not well, since the uh, engineering, most people just tend to, you know, Overcharge their power plant and leave it, yeah. but that's I, I, not I really over, the way of doing
2: it. I tend to over have my power plant oversized anyway. Um, I've got more power than I need.
3: Well, what you, well, I, so I haven't read the article, I'm sure he goes into this, but what you need to do is adjust the priorities of your modules such that if your power plant is shut out, you can still run away and function on reduced power, 50% power.
5: Mm-hmm. So it's,
0: yeah. not just, it's not just your power plant though, so I, I suspect it's going to be power management and everything as well. So, you know, for example, I know that the more pips you have to your whatever it is, it, it scales exponentially and stuff like that. So the, you know, you've got more power to your engines, you've got like four, you've got, it's more than four times if you've got four pips in your shield, it's more like 16 times the power going to your button. thing. What Shannon's saying
2: wrong. is um, if you're in a combat site and someone comes along and says, I'm going to do your power plant and they actually do your power plant mm. and you're running on reduced power for example, you would have your shields set as a lower priority to, for example, your thrusters and your frameshift drive because oh, it's okay, not okay, very so you're necessary on, when they're gone and the only thing you're worried about is getting your backside into supercruise so that you're not any longer being shot at or targeted So yeah,
0: so he's on about priority in the modules.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly that.
0: Yep, that makes sense. um, There was another thing about pirates pirates versus Thargoids, which is basically a Gownet article that is suggesting that piracy is on the decrease because everyone's too busy doing stuff with Thargoids. But
3: then other people turn around and say that's a load of bullshit. It does sound like a a B-movie, doesn't it? It Pirates, does, actually, doesn't it? Pirates <laughs> yeah. versus Sargoids in the same way as Godzilla versus Mothra or something like that, doesn't it? Cowboys versus I Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, and then people talking about the Princess Aisling Duval, which is, yeah, she's being Ashling and stuff like that. Unless anyone wanted to go off and raise anything about it, so I'm not particularly interested in it. She's, you know, she's, she's being a usual prancing princess, isn't she?
2: Yeah,
3: well, Ashley Judd is sort of like the elite equivalent of one of the Kardashians, isn't she? Really, in a way, kind of. Uh, yeah, um, but it adds an interesting flavour to what hmm. we're seeing in the galaxy. So, yeah, it's an interesting fluff piece, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting fluff piece. You know, read it, but I don't think there's really a lot to talk about there. Uh, there is a hilarious video that. Is titled "What Thargoids Really Sound Like," and <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you really it. You have to. You've got to see it.
2: Um, if you haven't seen it, go and do so. There will be a link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll post a link into Discord just now. In fact, um, not Discord into Twitch chat just now because it is yeah, so I'll worth have it. In background
2: tab and play um, it when we've finished broadcasting. It, it <laughs> it's, is. It's funny. It is just. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's, uh, there is... it's absolutely nothing compared to what you think it is. And it, it does leave you sort of laughing and wondering who comes up with this kind of thing. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. And ben great. can probably vouch for this having um, made me watch it like 30 seconds after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what about
0: that? The game has changed short film toxic. What did you make of that then?
2: Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That's about all I've got. (laughs) Okay. It is
0: It's a very, very... The game has changed. It's a very, very pretty art piece.
2: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It really is. But there are... um, Ben pointed out, and as soon as he pointed out, it became so blatantly obvious to me. It was like a sore thumb. The typos in it to begin with. And then there's a whole... Trying to be hypnotizing, so they they suggested wearing headphones, and I, I don't wear because I've got big speakers, but I don't do headphones, no way. And um, it
5: actually so made me feel angry
2: towards someone I don't need to feel angry at.
0: Yeah, it is a beautiful piece of art, um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, taking yourself a little bit too seriously as well.
2: Yeah, it made me... For me, for my taste.
0: Uh, But we all know that I don't take things very seriously, so that's probably why.
2: Uh,
0: Now, Kugel, do you want to talk about the pixel art stuff? Because I saw Uh, you went off and you dug into more things there.
4: Yeah, the pixel art disaster at Orestes is done by a guy on Reddit. There'll be a link in the show notes. It is amazing. It looks like a screenshot from an 8-bit Amiga game called Exile, but with a viper landed on a planet's surface. And he's done some other pixel art as well, like a diamondback landed on a planet's surface with like a purple moon in the background. It's just really cool pixel art that just looked like... I would play the shit out of that if it was an actual game.
2: <laughs> Is there an Asp Explorer in front of someone? In the two pictures
4: I've seen, there's not an asp, but there is a diamond back in front of something.
2: No, 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 it's got to be an asp
4: (laughs) explorer. I'm hoping he's done more, so hopefully he'll get back to me and we can can find his asp in front of something picture for you. That would be awesome.
0: Right, well, Grant, how do you feel about going into an advert break before we dive back into the Distant Worlds 2 stuff? Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after
1: all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, my husband Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and sons, plus my daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please.
6: <coughs> natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest, so when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age old problem. Vegas slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. If you think that Vegas slimweed could be the solution you're looking for, Speak to your doctor today. Traveling with Vegas and weed ingested may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself at customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to: increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea or vomiting. Small sample patients exhibit full body paralysis, atonic at state and internal hemorrhaging. The parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur.
0: Right, and uh, welcome back. So, Olivier, went off and press ganged you into talking about Distant Worlds 2 because I know I'm vaguely interested in, well, not vaguely, I'm very interested in doing it with my alts. I know Toxic's on about doing, um, going off on Distant Worlds 2. And I think a few of us, others, yeah, are as well. as well. I've signed up as well.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at doing it on my second account. But
0: cool. now you. Quite early on, you've gone off and said about this fleet logistics thing. So, what is this all about? Actually, okay. no. Let's, <laughs> start, let's start. Sorry, Olivia. Really... All right. So, um, okay, three, two, one. So, a lot of us are interested in Distant Worlds Two, but obviously, this is number two. So, do you want to give us some history about Distant Worlds One?
5: Okay. So, Distant Worlds One was a expedition planned, a two way, wi- um, a two person expedition planned by um S. and Dr. Kai, which drew into this really big thing where a lot of their friends wanted to come and it became like a 1,300 member expedition and they all went together on this great community expedition. This was the first community expedition in the history of Elite Dangerous. Um, after this, like 30 others just came out the woodwork. But anyway, yeah, we went like from waypoint to waypoint across the galaxy to a far end place called Beagle Point. It was about 65,000 light years away. Um, On one side, there's just complete blackness. On the other side, there's there's our galaxy, the Milky Way, hanging there. Um, Yeah, it was a big, um, tremendous, arduous process, and we had a lot of fun um, making the journey, interacting at base camps, and just creating loads of content, which, um, yeah, which appreciated because you know we had some we had like a articles published about distant worlds, and now we want to do it again.
0: <laughs> you crazy fools! So why do you want to do all this again, and where are you going to,
5: and things like that? Time wrap. So I'm assuming bigger and better. So the first distant worlds happened just um occurred just a few. I think a month after Horizons dropped, so everyone was out there exploring Horizons for the first time and planets and all of that kind of stuff. This time, we put the launch date for Horizons to coincide with all of the Beyond gate, uh, all of the Beyond updates um, being published. So we're gonna get to explore all of those um, um, features that we might get like. Um, the new mining mechanics, the new icy planets, the potential squads and megaships that we might get. We're not entirely sure. Carriers, right, they're called. Um, so we're, we're probably going to be going to, to the same place, Beagle Point. But we are not yet sure about the waypoints that we're going to. There is a forum track which you can go to where you can suggest potential way, waypoints. Yeah, um, anything else I've missed out? You probably
0: know that better than I do. <laughs> um, but I'm just looking at Commander Thudpacker who's here and nudging me gently in his golden Federal Corvette which is actually is actually sporting a lovely shiny Distant Worlds 3302 decal. Oh yeah, I've got
5: one as well. Oh, I, I suspect anyone who...
0: They went, they went and no one knew about this. Uh, when they went, got set off. By, I think everyone who made it to bigger point did get one, didn't they?
5: Yes, they did. Um, people who registered for the expedition and people who make it there, I believe, outside of the expedition on their own. Yeah, so I registered very for generous. the
2: expedition, but Saturday, you want sorry, toxic. I registered for the um, expedition, but I sold the ship that I was going to go in accidentally before I um. The day before the trip, as I was finishing off a few of my tasks in my ASP, finishing oh, off no. a few jobs. Thing is, I wanted to go in my Clipper, and that was actually a CG reward from a CG I'd done a handful of months prior to that, so I didn't even have the rank to get to buy back the ship that I was going to go on distant worlds. So oh, I quit the game cool. and I had assault for a while, and I. That was the Rishalabikniki
5: Ball run, right?
2: Sorry? That
5: was from the that empire.
2: Was, yeah, that was yeah, her coronation. Yeah, right. yeah. They um, dropped the ranks for the imperial ships for those that helped out in the CG.
3: Yeah, they also dropped the price as well, didn't they? I think the uh, clipper was down to fourteen million. I think it was.
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite handy. Oh Jesus Christ! There's a dying cow on the screen.
1: I've pressed the. button. He's looking awfully white. I pressed so, the he button, and I can't go back to, And I'm trying to get back to the freaking button.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, that's a scary oh, sight. It's, it's a thargoid. It. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Olivia. Um, so, presumably, you don't we don't yet know when the update is coming for the Q4. So, yep. how much notice do you think? people who are going to go on Distant Worlds 2 are going to get, because presumably people are going to, some people go on to buy the ship, equip it, engineer it, and all that sort of stuff. So are you going to give people, so let's say Frontier say, well, on the 12th of December is going to be our Q4 release. Mm-hmm. And are you going to say, well, actually, we'll start in the new year to give people chance to um, equip and get ready, or will you say, right, it's 12th of December, and we'll go on the 13th or something. Have you thought about that yet?
5: I I can't give spe- uh, specifics of what Aramis and Dr. Kai, um, have said. The only thing I can give you is that we plan the launch either on Q4 of this year or Q1 next year. So given that time period, there will definitely be plenty of time to uh, get your ships ready.
3: Right, so and I was thinking about a grace period. So once we know the date, are you going to wait? a couple of weeks past the date to set off? Or are you going to say, on this date, we're going to go? I think is what I was getting at, rather than a specific.
5: I think there will I think there will be time. I think there will definitely be time for some last minute things. At the moment, right now, with the earlier announcement, this is why we give the early announcement on the second anniversary of Distant Worlds, so that we have an entire year to prepare for the Distant Worlds Expedition too.
0: Yeah. All right. Are there any kind of recommendations that you would give as a minimum spec of ship for, your, for coming, on DW, on coming on DW2?
5: A minimum spec? Ooh, okay. Okay, I can tell you what... Well, <laughs> in the first Distant Worlds, we had a person who was in a sidewinder with no SRV, and they managed to make it to the point on the expedition. So, that I wouldn't recommend doing that. Commander Frog Digger was his name. So a minimum <laughs> spec I'd recommend you have is a discovery scanner, a um, detailed surface scanner, definitely an SRV hanger. If you're in a small ship, one will do, but be very careful with it. If you have more space, get two. So you have a spec, just, just in case you crash one. Um, what else? Obviously get the FSD mugs. If you're in a much bigger ship like a Asp Explorer, consider putting in an AFMU. That could help you out with, with repairing your modules if you make mistakes. And you will make mistakes.
2: So um, my 25 light light-year beluga will be f-
5: <laughs> Your 25 light uh, light-year beluga will be fine. You won't be able to make it to Beagle Point without uh, jump on But given you have 25 light years, you won't, you won't need much. Um... Yeah, on my run, I may it to Viggo Point at, with 18.2 light years, but that required a heck load of componium.
2: Um, AMFU's are dead weight to me. I've, um, I'm but currently on an exploration run now. They don't wear anything, and... so... <laughs> <laughs> so they're not waiting. There's still modules used in my ship, and I don't need it. I need I need empty okay. space to like, do weird stuff in my you ship. You don't need it until you do. I've so far done 50,000 light years and I've only had to dock once.
3: Sorry, I think Kyle had a question. Sorry, No, I I don't...
1: I don't know if Kyle did have a question. I can ask you one. Go and ask one. Why not, Grant? Yeah, sure. Should I be doing this in my Type 9? Because it doesn't feel right.
5: Yes, come join me. Join the club. Lots of really good people... I say really good, but I don't mean that. No, lots of... um, Um, people do it in their Type 9s. Not as many as the people who do it in their Anaconda's and Ash. But okay, the reason why you want to do it in your Type 9 is you have a lot of room for all the modules you could ever want. Want to be a, want to carry a, a refinery with you? Go ahead. Want to carry repair Olympic controllers or few Olympic controllers? Go ahead. Want to carry 128 tons of rare commodities? Go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's also got the best um, cockpit view.
2: Out of any ship. No, I'm going to have to disagree there. That's the Beluga liner all day.
5: No, no,
2: I've no. I've been looking out of this cockpit for what, a week. I've been out here so far, and I, I still can't get over it, it. how It does
3: beg the question of routing, um, because I mean, I've been out to Beagle Point and stuff like that, with pre-engineers, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, kind of got, I kind of was a bit cheeky. I got to Beagle Point and back before Distant Worlds. Uh, got there. Um, but one of the things that is of interest is if you've got a, a low jump range ship, will the mm. route be mapped out specifically for your jump range? So if you have like a range, so if you have an under 20 light year jump range, you need to plot here and here, use your pony in there. So basically you have a route mapped out for you already and all you got to do is follow it, or will you be expected to make your own way to the various waypoints?
5: Um. You won't have any trouble um, traveling through the galaxy in a under-20 uh, light-year set until you get to two places. Um, three places if you go back to the roy uh, Base Camp. Um, the, f- the first two places I'll talk about is Solitude. Sorry, it's um, the Abyss. It's like a, an area of gap between yep. um, the rings. Um, um sorry the arms and whatnot, you know, that was pretty killer for me. It was really annoying to get through. But but once you make it right, Solitude Board is still difficult, but not as difficult I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, you will you will need to you will need to backtrack a bit. You will need to use some of your jumponium to make um, hopeful jumps to places. I'd recommend if anyone wants to do that that they either follow what some where someone else has gone before. I have my EDSM um, account. If anyone wants to have a look at my my route, it's all recorded there and all yeah. that.
0: Right. So, what kind of jump range would you recommend as a sensible amount to to go and go with?
5: I think twenty-five is pretty easy to get these days with uh, jump uh, with the efficiency, uh, engineer works.
0: Okay. And then that won't require you to go you know, too badly off the beaten track to go and get your, to get there rather than you, know, you can go a much more direct route rather than having to take another couple of thousand light years because you can't make that one jump.
3: I think 33 is are around about the, the figure you need to get there without jumponium, isn't it? I believe. Yes. Yes.
5: Around there. Okay, um, that's not actually too bad.
3: Yeah, well, well, one of my claims to fame was when Ed was navigating his way back, As Ed Lewis was navigating mm, his okay. way back um, on his live streams every, every day. Um, I, I navigated him a route through the abyss in a 26-light-year ship uh, from the bubble. So basically, I, I had to do trigonometry on screen to work out a jump for him from where he right. was on the galactic map. Um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, so th- my tips for going through the abyss is make sure you have a tool that records your uh, where you've been, because it makes backtracking a lot easier if you
0: get eager then,
5: yeah definitely have
3: eager
5: discovery.
0: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a fan of eager discovery. Oh, what's the is it what's is it what's the website that is that EDSM or something?
5: Yep, Elite Games star Map. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: So, go off and... I know I've got, I'm have got logging all my trips there as well, I believe.
2: I used I, to be until I reinstalled my PC. I'm not just <laughs> not log anything, I'm just wandering the galaxy being me.
5: Oh, if, if there was a way I could like enforce it, I would try and get every uh, Distant Worlds member to get on EGSM and get um, EG Discovery so that we have all of these really nice maps of all of us traveling at the same time.
3: That would make a pretty. lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Although, although the star map on EDS um, um, at the moment looks like the M6, doesn't it? From the bubble to Beagle Point at the moment. If you see where people <laughs> have been, it's almost like the M6. <laughs> yeah. The
5: yeah. freeway. So, have, you sh- have you seen it recently? There's like this triangle of people coming to the Colonia and Pescadero A kind of thing.
3: I have. I I've done keeping track of it because people have drawn all sorts of fun shapes.
2: Yeah. In it. People have written words in the galaxy and everything, and then people have erased them as well. Yes. <laughs> as people, are, I, I'm not going to go into some of the shapes that have been drawn.
3: Just, so, you know. how how long do you anticipate the expedition to last? And um, just so people can get an idea of um, how long to set aside for their journey.
5: I believe the expedition will be twice as long because. Um, The first expedition only covered the journey to Beagle Point, and everyone else just made their way back on their own time. Um, The second expedition should have, don't quote, uh, this isn't confirmed, none of the waypoints have been released yet. But I believe it should include waypoints back to um, the bubble as well, or to Colonia. I'm not quite sure yet on that point.
3: So have you determined your crossing point across the abyss? Are you going to to Ronservo, or are you going to go different route do you think
5: oh no no we like all of this is still up for for people to suggest and and offer waypoints you know there's a a form correct for you to suggest all of these cool stuff we are still early days on this there's lots to do and you can get you can help out you can help out and get involved how a community expedition should be
0: right so do you want to now should we move on and about the fleet logistics thing which you're asking for help with
5: Sure, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. If there's no more questions, yeah.
3: I'm sure there'll be more questions, we'll
5: be more but carry Okay. Okay, so, um... So, Fleet Logistics. Um, how should we start this? At the beginning? Okay, right. So, it all started many... Years. Okay, no. Um, it gets actually One start po- um, Yeah,
0: if you want first Fleet... If you're wanting Fleet Logistics, first create the universe.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it gets started in distant worlds. When I went on distant worlds, I brought my type nine. And I actually joined um, distant worlds on uh, on the last day of it, and I like I got my type nine. And so, I, what am I gonna do? I'll go on distant worlds. Oh, but what, well, how can I make it harder for myself? Let me go and gather forty <laughs> tons of rare commodities, and and leave at the same time. And that's why I did. I gathered 40 tons. I signed on as a cargo hauler because that's the whole, the whole thing that might be something about that, that you might trade for some alien races one night. Which, um, it didn't happen, but that was the dream. That was the hope. And that's what I wanted to do. And it was great, you know. I. I went through the entire experience and I enjoyed it. And I want other people to cut to experience that feeling of carrying cargo of doing something that the game doesn't tell you um, or give you reward for doing, but it's it's something you can do. Wow, that seems and, to be yeah. So that's why I, that's why I started Fleet Logistics, you know, to give to say, Hey, hey, come, let's um, bring well, I only brought 40, 40 tons, and I spent one day gathering all of them. We now have a year's worth of time to gather all 128 rares and ensure there's redundancy, um, ensure that Xbox and PS4 can get involved in this. Why not do it, you know? Why not spread the love? Right, so
0: th- this isn't, you know, let's go and get sensible things, like, we'll make sure that we've got thing, um Well, I was going to say, you can't really share materials, unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, yeah, we
5: can't.
0: Yeah. yeah, you couldn't go and say here, go and take my jumponium fuel, because you, exactly. you just can't do that. Um, yeah, so no it, it purely. Yeah. Yeah?
5: No, carry on. I I, I interrupt you. Please carry on. It's it's purely
3: nonsensical, basically. You can sort of share it by rock ratting, can't you? Yeah. If someone hasn't got an SRV you can get them to scoop the materials up in their cargo scoop on their ship. So you have someone in an SRV shoot the rocks and the other person comes to scoop them up in their cargo rack. Um, And I think that's the closest we can get to sharing materials. I think it
0: is. And I wouldn't really say that's really what I would call sharing materials. It's just like, yeah, I'm doing the shooting and then you go off and ninja my stuff with my permission. For someone that
4: doesn't have an SRV or blew it up or...
0: Oh yeah! I, I think no just bumped into Mindwipe. So hi, Mindwipe. Yeah. Not quite
5: yeah, at the moment. There's no mechanics. I almost,
0: <laughs> almost, bumped almost.
5: into Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, Olivia. Go. No, um, like you're saying, at the moment, there's no mechanics that will engender these kind of um, what do you call it uh, emergent gameplay behaviour. But you know, um, December is a long time from now. We're gonna get a lot of different things in, in the Beyond application and hopefully there'll be things with carriers and whatnot that will ensure that. Maybe
4: um, they'll put a mega ship in somewhere out in deep space that will buy all your rares. That'd be great.
3: I, well, I've got a cunning plan for my carrier. Um, I'm going to get lots of my friends on board to, hey, to look at my carrier, and I'm gonna time it over Christmas when they're on the holiday, and then I'm gonna send it to Beagle Point. So when they come back, they're stuck at Beagle Point in my carrier.
0: I I, I was going to say I I felt you'd actually be collecting all your friends which you have maybe rescued from imperial um, occupations shall we say and then ejecting them out into the void at
5: Beagle Point is what I was expecting
2: that is the acupuncture in the imperial occupation
5: there have been people uh, explorers in distant worlds who are ejecting escape pods into Sagittarius a to sacrifice them to the the big black hole. Stupid
3: black hole. People been dumping Hutton and mugs into Sagittarius A, so at least they'll have something to drink out of.
5: That too. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say isn't one of the the most epic fuel rats from is of a commander who was basically depositing the Hutton mug beyond Beagle Points and then they kinda ran out of petrol. Yes,
3: we had them on the oh, show a few weeks ago.
0: Exactly. So, Are you going to be going to the point beyond... Well, do you know any thoughts about going to the point beyond Beagle Point even? It uh, doesn't have a name now. The Treehouse.
3: Yeah, the, the Treehouse, yeah, that's the...
5: Okay. I bet I'm sure there are more points um, further than the Treehouse we can reach now. Oh, but, yeah, wow. the Treehouse is the one I know of you'll need a lot, you need a, um, a really high jump range for that though. So if you just want to go for the like main thing, 30-ish jump range is enough, but if you want to go to the treehouse, house, you need a, a lot higher, is it 35 or whatnot?
3: Uh, something like that, yeah. I, I remember only being able to reach it with Jumponium when I went out there, but mm. my anaconda at the time had a 34 light-year jump range unengineered, so it's, wherever it was, is bigger than 34.
5: Mm, it's going to be a lot easier now um, for, you, for you folks.
3: Especially when they get the Fuel Rat drive working again in 3.1.
5: Oh, yeah, the Guardian um, FSD booster. That's amazing. I just heard about it recently.
3: It's called the Fuel Rat drive because it uses uh, 25% more fuel <laughs> than um, your standard drive. So can you can only why. get two to three. You can only get two to three jumps out of a full tank on Anaconda.
2: I wonder how well that would work on the Beluga with my 108 ton tank.
3: I don't know, but it'll give you 10 extra light years if you go for the size five one.
5: Can you but get any off and on again?
3: You can, but it's bugged at the moment. And I I unlocked one when it first came out, um, and what I found was it actually didn't make any difference whether i turned it off or on again it still wouldn't let me jump even with it turned off um so i'll bug report it to frontier but i think the intention is is you can turn it off because obviously what you could then do you could then use it to either supplement your jumponium or use it instead of
0: so it's is it a module that goes on top of your drive rather than replacing the drive then yeah it it's only in. optional modules right yeah it's an optional module yeah okay that makes sense so yeah that would make sense if you go off and disable it your drive just pays normally and then if you turn it on then congratulations
3: you now have an extra 10, 10 light years bus we use a whole lot more petrol yeah so one of my exploration anacondas has got 70 light year jump range so if i turn it on it gives me 80 and so it allows you to give that 10 extra light years without needing to use jumponium. But at the moment you can't turn it off and on and disable it. Well, at, at, the, at the moment it doesn't work at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. I but when it, when it works, we'll have to see.
5: I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they've uh, removed the module from the game.
3: Um, they've removed the ability to buy the module from the game. They haven't oh, removed okay. the modules. So, um... If you like me and I actually brought a few of them, when they're in game, you've got them sitting in your module storage waiting for them to fix it. So it's basically not okay. doing anything other than reminding me I've got it.
5: Okay, well I can't wait for them to fix it, It's going to be amazing.
3: Yeah, you need to do quite a bit of Guardian ruining to get it though. I think the, um, the requirements are quite high, I believe they are. Um, but there's also the Guardian power plant as well, which can be useful for exploration, even if you don't, even um, you know, if you can't mod it.
5: Hmm. I forget what what's the drawback with the Guardian power plant. Is, does it take more heat, or
3: uh, it's heat and mass? It's a, it's a heavier drive.
0: Right. Is there anything else you want to talk about regarding fleet logistics?
5: Oh yeah. um... Yep. Um, so, regards to what we're doing, right? Um, because we have a bunch of um, trade ships, a bunch of players who have signed on as trade ships for fleet logistics, and we'll be carrying all of these rare commodities. Um, we kind of we kind of need people to come and help us gather these rare commodities, like five about five tons of each rare commodity, and hand it over to our warehouse ship uh, commander Polycub of the cabin, who used to do this whole engineer. Um, creating of like modular terminals he did a whole like um, play economy thing there that, that was really cool back in the days when engineer commodities were needed um yeah you know, he's, he's the PC uh, platform warehouse and there's other platforms um, warehouses which you can drop rare shows, rare. Shows. preferably if you're interested in doing some gathering work for all of these rares you should come on our discord and come help us out. We've got a lot to do.
0: Um, do you have a nice, handy URL for gold, or is it one of the I original have, ones?
5: I do have a, a URL for you.
0: Yeah. What is that, then?
3: Or would it be easier if we just linked it?
2: It we, would we, be we, easier if we just linked it.
3: Well, I certainly intending telling John Prair, a few tons of my rare goods that's in the game. because I think it's only fitting that I take my rare goods out there, so I be,
2: certainly will be joining with that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I could quite possibly convince whoever it is who holds the Dave Radio account to. Does it have a? It doesn't have a cutter on it, does? It? I no, I don't it think, it. think it's got very much on it, to be honest. I could probably get it a T nine and then take it out there as a warehouse. I thought they just had an orange sidewinder. <laughs> I think that's it totally should probably... just have an orange sidewinder, but I don't think. And that's really... all it should ever be allowed to have. <laughs> but... At the moment, anyway, you don't anyway. Access to it.
0: Hi, and um, um, is there anything else that you're wanting to talk about fleet logistics, Olivia, uh, or shall we move on a wee bitty?
5: Um, I think that that should be all. I just wanna I want to thank um, all the current volunteers um, for fleet logistics who have helped um, come in and, and make it all happen. Without you, fleet logistics as a mecha game that we're all enjoying uh, and together it would not happen. Yeah, thank you. Um,
3: I've just thought of another thread that we could, or sorry, another item we could post in the show notes, uh, and that would be the Distant Worlds Forum thread where people can be kept up yes. to date on the state of thing.
0: Yeah, if you could add that to the show notes, that'd be awesome, Shan. And then I can put them into the real, the real notes for the website. So one of the other things that, you know, where I know you from originally, I think, is the EDRPG Discord as well, Olivia. And I believe you're doing something... You're doing some kind of RPG thing along the Distant Worlds line, I believe. Oh, God.
5: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, um, it's still in the beginning stages of it. I'm working with Commander Wishblend, on creating a EDRPG campaign uh, to be played concurrently with Distant Worlds 2, um, there's a lot of like big and like scope like high scopey ideas that we want to do because you know it, um, Distant Worlds 2 will have a lot of people from all of the various um, player groups and all that, and it's a really cool setting, you know, um, being like on in a nomadic journey and and playing around with that with that setting. But nothing's been confirmed yet. It's still early stages. It may not make it to, um, to Final Cut. Yeah, no no ETA, no guarantee, as certain developers like to say. No ETA, no guarantees. There's, there's a lot to work work out.
2: Yeah, um, I'm, I do hope for an RPG during um, Distant Worlds, because that would make it so much fun to get to know yeah. some of the other commanders. And, um, oh, uh, I love like the idea. It seems like such a
4: good mix. I'm surprised that it's not come up before now. Do you know what I
2: mean? What a great idea! I'm surprised they didn't do it on the, the original distant Worlds now thinking about it.
5: We didn't have it. We didn't have EDRPG back back in those days.
0: That's because it, back then EDRPG wasn't out, and neither of loot encounters. Hmm. So we could have done something yeah. maybe using, but that's yeah. We would have we'd have had to go Metro or something like that, I guess, to do that kind of thing.
2: Well, this is all uh, good. have. It's all been and gone now. We've got to think about this one uh, also. Too.
5: Indeed, yeah, come, yeah, come, help me out. I can <laughs> use some help. So,
0: what's the best place for people to talk to you about that? Would that be on the EDRPG Discord or what would be the best location?
5: I think the best place to talk about it would definitely be the EDRPG Discord or the Fleetcom Discord. Both of them are equally good for me.
0: Okie okay, dokie. Okay. Well, I'll. Put in a link to the uh, EDRPG discords as well as the Dis stuff into the notes. Okay. All right. Okay, should we very quickly. Is anyone else wanting to say anything regarding Dyson Wars 2? Or should we move on?
2: I think before uh, we move on, you might need to look at your mic settings because you're breaking up as well.
1: Oh, I might. not great. Just a little bit.
3: All right. Uh, one last question for Olivia. No. Um, Yes. Do you have an exact number of people who have signed up so far? I think it's over 2,000, isn't it?
5: Um, currently, I believe the numbers on the uh, forum is 2,400. Just a bit over 2,400 people. Wow. Yep. We have a lot of statistics here. I can tell you, like, the, the, we, uh, we've we got a lot of shit. I can tell you the most preferred paint job, um, the most preferred shit, lots of sh- stuff.
0: We do like statistics and and figures and stuff, don't we?
4: So what is the most uh, popular ship for Distant Worlds 2 so
5: far? The Anaconda, followed by the Ash Flower and Diamondback Explorer.
2: Okay, personal question. How many Belugas are going? I I want to be in comfort that I'm the only Beluga (laughs) going.
5: Um, just you. Plus 24.
2: (laughs) Oh, what? Me plus... No! (laughs) 23 people picked the wrong ship. <laughs> I'm the crazy nut job that does exploring in a beluga. Do I have to dust the orca off? How many orcas are going?
5: Or- orcas? Um, a bit more. 33. If you want to fly a a, a, um, a ship that most people don't fly, fly a gunship. Only one person is driving up through it. Go in a crate. Three people. Go in a
3: crate. <laughs> Three people signed up to go in a crate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say not to go in a crate?
3: Well, they're not
4: going till Q four, are they? So,
5: yeah,
4: we'll have a crate by then, obviously. Hopefully. Indeed.
5: Mm, but... right, well...
2: well, that's actually made me sad. Twenty four. Twenty four You,
0: you are not cool. a special snowflake. Toxic i I'm, imperial... I'm not.
2: Spe- I know I'm not special. We don't do special on this channel, but we do crazy, and I've got lots of crazy.
3: <laughs> Put me down uh, for we're... an imperial explorer
2: ship. We're because he's going to gang me.
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but we're like over thirty community expeditions into the history of illigences. You know, Now na- you know, people have realised that you can fly on an expedition with any ship you want. <laughs> Go on like a where you are the first Type-9, or the first Beluga. Or what that? You're going to you have to find a different way to find him him to
3: I'll go in the Guardianship then. <laughs> I'll so like you for.
0: Right, well, let's jump into a quick advert break and then we'll come back and try to knock oh, off sh- anything and everything we can knock off in 8 minutes. Well, maybe a bit longer than 8 minutes because we just start to be a bit too late. On the far side Yay. of the On the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine. There lived... The Engineer. The Engineer can make your lasers... More powerful. Pew
6: pew! Your engines speedier and your gas tank really
0: really BIG What do you want? I want FISH
1: Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabate, prickleback, soul, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wahpagong, banjo, banga, snook, soul, shad, scat, come on by with the long-nosed cat! Noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, huma, huma, nuka, nuka, wa uh. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister! You're in the wrong commercial! Well, shit. Fish, because, you know... Space.
5: Attention, attention. Lave station informercial. We interrupt your broadcast to bring you essential system information regarding the planet Lave. Form feedback from Kerash. Hey guys, my sis wants you to do fake weather reports of what the forecast is like for late next week.
7: Answer. Planet-wide weather data is difficult to collate. However, we have enclosed the forecasts for Ashoria over the coming week. Tomorrow morning will
3: be cloudy, with a chance of rain. Temperatures range from 12 to 17 degrees Celsius, or 285 to 290 Kelvin. Citizens are reminded to wear filter visors where possible to minimize exposure. The afternoon will turn colder but visor recommendations remain in place. Rain is expected this evening with elevated levels of hydrogen.
0: Right, so, Olivia, I believe there was a final thing that you mentioned about Distant Worlds.
5: Yes, um, this is a precursor. This is one of... So, um... I like to create meta games. There's a lot of meta games I've penned out in the forums and whatnot. And one of the first meta games I've uh, written about and actually enacted is one that came out of Distant Worlds. And it's called The Explorer's Legacy. I wanna to touch on this because it's still a mecha game that people are still playing right now in the game in the galaxy. So when we reached Distant Worlds, I chose five tons of laving Randy from my cargo hold, and also donated by the members of the fleet. And I just, like I'm going to call these the Explorer's Legacy. And these will be handed down from explorer to explorer, and it will never go back to the bubble in an unbroken chain of um, exploration, com- camaraderie, endurance, and achieving all of that jazz kind of thing. So currently right now I have a form track with the current holders of the Explorer's Legacy that will be passed on to future explorers when they meet others. Could be Winnicol it
6: That's pretty cool.
5: Yeah, one of them is lost, but there's four left. <laughs> right, so, Grant,
0: over the weekend and far away, we went to this place near Reading. We went to, we went to the Hudson Orbital of Reading, didn't we?
1: Um, well, it wasn't quite 2.22 2, light like, years away from Reading, but it might as well
0: have be. been. Uh, it, kind of, it, it felt it when we were driving from Reading. That was. I, I was expected to get interdicted by something on route.
1: <laughs> it was a hell of a drive, that is for sure. It was a a good mm. old seven hours run from uh, Glasgow. We set off at half past seven. Um, uh, we were hoping to head off at seven, but we just uh, had to go and pick Simon up. So I went and picked him up at half seven and we headed off straight from his house and arrived at three o'clock.
0: Barely able to Um, walk. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And there's loads of good stuff going on, so let's try and think about it. Going around, we had the main stage, then there was the console corner. Yep, we had
1: console corner right there where we had a number of PlayStations, we had the Pixel Bandits and some Xboxes, and they Mm -hmm. allowed people to get their um, hands on the... Console game for the probably maybe their first time ever. It certainly was very yeah. popular with the under um, 15s yeah. and under 16s that people had yeah, brought their kids along with them, and that was the way oh, yeah. they certainly made a beeline for that section. <laughs> whereas all of the grown ups were like, <gasps> VR! skipped all the way to the back <laughs> of the room to, to, to go and see those. Um, and then we had that. Oh, what was the big banner?
0: So then. Then we're well, going round again, so after that we then had the
1: the raffle. <gasps> That's what it was. It was a big banner on the raffle table. Yeah. Which was so we had beautiful.
0: And I heard somewhere that there was over two hundred items for the raffle.
1: Oh, crikey, I, I don't know. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I think yeah. it was um, Mr. Snowswell was the kind of uh, organiser behind the raffle, getting all the bits and pieces there. And then mm-hmm. uh, the Barkers, who are... Gas um, uh, Commander Nemb. And, <laughs> and Stuart Barker. Barker for those who know them. Um they were there at the event and they just they arranged the table in the most beautiful way. If you've seen the photographs it of awesome, it, it was amazing, and there were so many more raffle prizes in boxes behind the scenes. Um and happened to be actually that um we were working out the, the raffle. Because if you're watching the live stream, you'll have seen that poor old Steph Wyeth was going at a rate of knots <laughs> to keep that raffle going. Because it can really, any event that has a raffle with that kind of prize haul, the raffle could take hours. It can,
0: I, mean, I heard somebody saying that she was aiming for one draw every 15 seconds or something like that.
1: Yeah, and, and in the end, her finish time was one hour and seven minutes, which is spectacular for the amount of prizes we gave out. Um, mm. So that, that that was the raffle table uh, and a quick summary yeah. of the raffle. You can watch it on the Twitch video, actually, if you go to Hutton Orbital Truckers on Twitch, yeah. you'll be able to have a
0: wee yes, scan that- through. Yeah, Steph. Steph is awesome at doing the raffles and and hilarious. We love her for it. Yeah, Um, I know she keeps trying to fob it off onto other people, but you know,
3: none of us Steph enough to do it.
1: No, we love it. We love Steph. Steph. Steph is awesome at it. You heard what?
3: I heard someone had um, assembled the equivalent of the VR vomit comet.
1: Yeah, that was actually (laughs) funny. You should say that because although it wasn't quite, I'm not quite sure. Was it? Was it another door? Then there was a rig. And then there was the, the VR chair.
0: Uh, it, was, it wasn't it was a rig. It was... Um, I, oh, was the... I was there. I just didn't look at that. Bit. It was... It was uh, <laughs> what they call again? The um, dog tags. Dog tags were there. Uh, it was
1: Russell. So it was, of course, so, um, Commander Evenstar. Uh, Russell sat... On uh, his machine and made dog tags for people that were willing to donate to the charities, and he yeah. sat there for the whole day. Now I've not yeah. got the exact figures. We were working on them today to get everything published and ready. Because Elite ECM Elite Community Meet we run as a complete non-profit organ, you know, event, um, and we publish the books to show you every penny that came in and every penny that went out and a lot of our organisation teams like to put their own money in to cover things like um, event insurance and any of the sort of uh, costs that we just want to try and, because it's, you know like if I'm bringing equipment, I'll buy the equipment I'm not going to charge the event for it and we'll use it there and then we'll use it at other events and it's kind of like everyone's the same minds um It's just how we've run it in the past and how we'll run it for the future. So every penny that comes in, we really do try to scrape as much as possible from that... ...out to charities at the end of the day. Now, Russell sat there and all all the money he took went straight to special effects or hearing dogs for the blind... ...and he allowed anyone who wanted dog tags to choose which one they wanted to donate to... ...and suggested a sort of minimum amount of £25 for the cost of the dog tags. And as far as I can tell, his takings were in excess of £600, which is spectacular. So... His work on the day raised an additional £600 for the charities, and, yeah, we salute him. He's just... At the, at the expense of his own events. you know, he sat there for the whole day, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, and, of course, Russ went off and bought his own ticket to come and just be at the end event as well. Huh. Hmm. Bless him. Um,
1: and then it was the rig.
0: Then it was the big... Yeah, then um, it was the rig, which I... I didn't see this, unfortunately, but apparently a certain Ed Lewis did try the rig out and came off looking incredibly green.
1: Helen uh, Lister was on it as well and she looked Aye. like she had an absolute blast. I didn't get a chance to do it. Um, I didn't get a chance either. This was a what you would call a homemade contraption that was a motorized chair that worked in conjunction with your VR game giving you the full immersion and vomit ride that you would expect from it and um, <laughs> I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the, the commander that brought it, but... Um,
0: I, d- I didn't even know it was going to be there. I was just like, wow, I, w- I need to get onto that, and I just never got a chance to go onto it.
1: Yeah, Kate Russell apparently was on it, so I didn't see that, but um, I can't remember. Him. Can anyone remember his name? I'm just going to say I had to chat. Anyone that was there, can anyone remember the name of the commander? Yeah. He deserves a good shout old out Shout to, out
0: to you, because that was amazing, and yeah, awesome and brilliant and wow.
1: Sorry, I can't And re- he's also got I, the yeah.
0: prototypes... He's got the prototypes for another one, which is going to give you lateral movement as well, I believe.
1: Oh, gold!
0: Currently, it's only teddy bear sized. There is anyway. a couple of 720
2: degree flight seats that I've seen on YouTube recently that I'd like to get my hands on. Well, this, one this, of this. them is like 10,000 pounds from Japan or Korea or something like that. <laughs> no, this sorry, was... 10,000 US dollars.
1: It was really, it, it, it looked like something somebody had built in their garage. It was absolutely sort of, you know, um, what would you call it? Um, jury rigged.
0: Yeah, it was jury rigged, but it was rigged and awesome.
1: I was, I was thinking yep. more of that kind of, uh, what do you call the punk, steampunk. Have you seen, it was very steampunk um, looking, it was awesome.
3: Mm. Well, How it was described to me, it reminded me of rhubarb. When he used to go into his shed and like bang stuff together, and then come out with this contraption. If you remember rhubarb from rhubarb and custard, or am I too old?
0: I love rhubarb and custard. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you after after that. <laughs> We
0: had it was the VR stuff, wasn't it? It's
1: after that, we had I think we had two so, Oculus Rift full setup rigs, and then yep. into the yeah. Vive and the TP Cast that I brought, and then Hi. into our good pal Mindwipe, Stephen Usher, Pillbox, and goodness knows I mean Mindwipe start chatting <laughs> and sending all the names yes. of people that brought in kit for your retro section. It was a a,
0: massive and awesome
1: retro section, wasn't it? Almost half of that entire wall was various things from uh, Amigas, BBC Micros, uh, Spectrums, uh, Darren Stevens as well, there we go. And everyone had contributed uh, little bits and pieces, and there was all these little things like uh, original Mario Kart games running. Um, It was brilliant, and the noise coming from there was just like (laughs) eight-bit glorious (laughs)
3: <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah, Mind White uh, sort of mentioned Stephen usher and Pillbox and he said there's too many people helped to say really, so it it sounds like there was an amazing amount of support for the retro game stuff
1: yeah it was amazing and then they led right into this beautiful projector screen which was connected to a multiplayer game with Xbox controllers and it was playing what's it called it was Gang Beasts Gang Beasts that's it yeah so that was a heated section with a lot of battling uh, physically a lot
0: of people were playing that yeah
1: physically and digitally and um so that was awesome. Then we went into more PC rigs that people had brought in and there was some more Oculuses there and different hot asses for people to try if they wanted to. But mostly those were the commanders and guests that had brought them along um with them to either use at the event or to show off bits and pieces and yeah, they were very, very, very friendly guys and very happy to share their stuff and let people have a shot and that's what was awesome and then it was back to the the main stage again and then in the big massive space and amongst it was a series of probably slightly too many round tables but that's another story
0: I think they I think they didn't they were needed for all the games
1: yeah we definitely we, we definitely were struggling for space we had so much stuff going on so we had all these tables for games um I we had what do we have on some we had a retro or an old computer system on one I'm not sure what they were playing uh, we, oh, I had, that. we had we had cool being played on one table. We had EDRPG being played out at the front table, we had Zombicide run by the Fletch, it was amazing, I actually got a good game of uh, Zombicide, which I was desperate to, to get my head into the game, and understand the rules, because I've I've bought it and not played it, but you know that way it's nice to play it with someone who knows the rules and get a feel for it before you try and read the manual dry um, so I was well chuffed with that, that was tons and tons of fun and that was just mm. the main hall, then if you took a wee two minute detour out of the hall you had the bar, so that was quite important and you're, you're
0: forgetting something very important though. there before we even leave to go to the bar yeah. we, ha- we also had uh, Darren Gray was demoing Jupiter Hell That was the machine, that was the machine that was on the table right, That wasn't retro, oh that's why you're thinking it was retro uh, yeah, it's just because a- Darwin's
1: computer comes from the 1960s.
0: And it's, a, it's an <laughs> RPG, oh, it's a roguelike thing that he's doing. And also, Commander Yamex has just gone off and joined us, so I, I need to kind of... Can, can, can I gush now and say, Yamex, I love your work, and your videos are absolutely hilarious, man. Especially you bloopers.
1: I think, I think one of my favourite Yarmick's moments was from the uh, Christmas videos where he did the landing on the pad and just grid, you know, just grinded the ship back and forward, left. I'm sure that was Yarmick's. Oh, God, if it's not, he's just going to call me out again.
0: <laughs> I like the rubber duck sounds, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Squeak and squeak. Yeah, rubber duck squeaks. I kind of do a decent...
1: <laughs> <something>. What the <laughs> hell? So that was the the main hall, which was a a beautiful sight. Actually, photographs of it really do actually, for once, do it a good justice, which is nice. And mm. then we had the and Artemis I- room which was a which little bit brilliant. Further, yeah, further up the road with a full, massive, ridiculous uh, lighting rig that uh, Commander Psymoof yeah. had been working on.
0: Still no smoke, unfortunately. We, <laughs> need, a, a, we, we need, a need a hotel that lets us smoke. I know, we, we even we left the smoke machine at
1: home to avoid this. the fact that we couldn't resist not doing it. Um, I know, it's not fair. It's a beautiful smoke machine as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, Cy, I don't, can I give a spoiler for something that Psymoof was telling me about? I don't know. Uh, Well, I'm I'm going to, so if if I'm not allowed to give a spoiler everyone, on Twitch, forget you heard this. But, (laughs) I was hearing from Symooth that apparently he's found, or he might have found, a smoke machine that is allowed in hotels that he can tie up with things.
2: Okay, That's interesting. It's easy enough to tie a smoke machine in with something. Yeah,
0: but it's a smoke machine that he's actually
2: allowed to use in the hotel. I mean, yeah, that that's the bonus of it, but yeah. it's easy enough to tie anything into a PC.
3: Well, I know Kate Russell uh, got a smoke machine and turned it on inside her streaming room on stream
0: yeah, that's probably because she was just smoking a fag. Well, well uh, no, no, it, was um, legit, it, it? it filled the room
3: Wait. up in about twenty seconds. We've and, got, you
0: know. we
1: had uh, the last Glasgow pizza meet we had in Simon's house, and we set up the Artemis there to test the smoke machine out. <laughs> and you're standing about half a meter away from the engineering and helm, and you couldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> But it is amazing, powerful, but then. you can get one that's kind of like a fire hydrant, so that it's um, right. It dis it dis it dissipates uh, quicker than that. So if you think about when you see it in a-, a TV show, it'll fire like a blast of air that you can see from a corner, but it won't come round. F- you know, it won't settle and then climb up. It'll just dissipate and disappear.
2: <laughs> oh, kind I'm, of like it did for um, what is it, Lavecon... No, not Lavecon. There are uh, Frontiers' big release when they did the smoke and lasers and things, kind of like that. I
5: think that's
0: just normal smoke machines. But yeah, Mindwipe's just raised an excellent point of just you know, ha- have a giant vape as the as the smoke machine. <laughs>
1: just, just get all the vapors in the corner and go and exhale.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind this.
3: The ship is being damaged now. <laughs> um well, well according to um commander arathon's uh blog which yes. um he's he's put up um ben you were captain of the uh artemis
0: I, I not only was i captain i was captain of the winning noobs
2: oh you didn't film that bit and send me that video <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no i i did take well that's because i i was i was busy being captain uh we, we so my the team that I was the emergency standby blow up captain of uh their captain didn't show up, so I Bill who was actually running most of the Artemis stuff went off and desperately was like, We need someone who can come and be captain I was like, Well hell it's Artemis, I'll come and play. Of
3: course I will. So were you like the blow up doll in airplane then? You I was like the, the blow up <laughs> doll <and>, exactly. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: It was about as and useful as a blow-up doll in an airplane. Hey, we we used the suck manoeuvre to go ahead and basically destroy, I think it was like 30-something, 30 33, 39 uh, of the bad guys, even though we'd ran out of all our space stations, missiles, nukes, torpedoes, mines, and associated things. So we, we basically we, cheated. No, we we used the we used the infamous suck maneuver, the, the black hole. Yeah, he's like, yeah, your mother, your mother smells and various other insults, <laughs> and then get them to charge us into through the black hole, and it, it worked very well. Um, but then, in an after-hour session, Bill and Steph showed us how we actually ha- should play. Uh, so we have Captain Steph and Bill's on helm and was her ex executive officer shall we say um and went off and i think we went off and actually completed the scenario in 31 minutes which is something i've never seen done um but bill knows what he's actually playing and is he he knows what he's doing whereas we just don't have a monkey's
1: and then there was Darren Gray with his reverse cap <laughs> captaincy and his dancing yeah. and, and swinging. Uh, it does look like he's currently DJing a rave. If you don't put the sound on, it's quite hysterical <laughs> to watch that video. It even looks like it as well. That's I
2: that was... um, I, I could quite see someone... If you put that on YouTube, I could quite see someone remixing that, with is some musical. We're going to have
3: to stream a Star Trek bridge crew with like radio people. That's going to be we've got we've done pulse before i don't think we've done bridge crew
0: um and then of course you know then there's the in, in the evening events where we had awesome games of i think we played one of the biggest games of cards against humanity i've ever played where we we kind of broke flossy with the question of when do you did you lose your virginity or how did you lose your virginity and such answers as the chinese
3: gymnastics team
2: <laughs>
3: or Spaniards there was also the uh, uh, universally challenged oh I, yes
0: I I think I missed that because I was doing I was I was doing Artemis at the time I was like letting well I was letting Bill have some time off and I was covering Artemis for him so yeah if someone can talk to us about our universally challenged that'd be awesome because I missed it
3: well I I wasn't there but it seemed to be a like a university challenge between several teams. Um, there was a frontier team and a slough team, correctly. Uh, there was a Hutton team as well, wasn't there? Anyway, so after
0: the Saturday then, I believe all the hammers basically went off to slough
3: cause slough's not that far away from. from yeah, they, they had know. created a very, famous, um, public in Slough (laughs) yes and I I think there was a pilgrimage to Greg's in Slough Uh, so the stream says yes the the reason why they amused people in Slough is they were tourists and I don't think people in Slough are used to tourists (laughs) (laughs) that's understandable
0: Um, so while the Hammers were doing that the truckers and various other folk went off and we basically took over Pizza Express in Reading and we rolled our own pizzas which was, that was a lot of fun actually it didn't look like it was Didn't
2: you try to um, draw our logo on I, I
0: tried and I failed to d- put our logo on a pizza. So we need someone who's actually artistic to do that rather than me. <sighs> so were the pizzas edible? The pizzas were delicious. I, 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 have to, I have to admit, I've never actually eaten a Pizza Express before. Oh no, uh, it's, it's the, can...
1: we we know, after the original Hutton Pizza Meet down in mm-hmm. in Reading for, for the last the first one that they did down there, um we decided we'd mimic it because we've got a Pizza Express in Glasgow and I wouldn't I don't think I would take it anywhere else because their pizzas are phenomenal.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Does the one in Glasgow let you make your own pizzas? I think if you were to book yourself in as a party, you would um I think having a manager that is one of our many community members really helps for the writing one. And having the numbers like we did for that justifies it a lot more than three guys turning up in Glasgow, walking into the kitchen and say, going to geese a shop, mate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it probably does help. And oh, we're going to have to actually mention. So Rob did say, you know, could, could we do him a favor and go on to their recommendations and review part of Pizza Express, which I think a lot of us did whilst we were still in the restaurant, and the majority of the recommendations got bounced because they thought... Because everyone was coming from inside the restaurant, and at the same time, their system basically <sighs> thought that they were trying to flood it, or it was all by staff or things like that. So that was a bit of an, bit of an oopsie afterwards. Right. I think we'll move... So we'll move on from that, and... Have any of you guys seen the ship scale three video? That's well, ship scale version for Elite Dangerous three video. Yeah. Do you
3: want to talk about that then, Chan, or shall I, or someone else? Well, yes, it's the um, now traditional ship size uh, video that comes out after every sort of major release and introduction Mm -hmm. of of a new ship, and uh, the quality is still right up there, Um, and the now put the chieftain in there as well as the Thargoid scout and the um, Thargon in there now. Yeah, I love
0: how they've added in a, in a Thargon. Well, I love how they've added in a, a Thargoid next to the Thargoid ships, or a possible Thargoid. Do you think it looked a bit like a shadow from Babylon 5? It was also like that? a shadow from B5, yes. Uh, another thing I liked which I don't think I've seen before is there they were flashing up with this is the space shuttle above a oh, uh, it was one of the holes, wasn't it it might have even been the holder and then this is a this is a fighter plane this is a carrier so just giving us real world comparisons that you know, an aircraft carrier is just a tiny bit well it's basically about the size of the nose of one of the capital ships you know it just makes the, our Aircraft carriers are tiny compared to these, to, compared to the capital ships in game.
3: Yeah, I really like those size videos, just because it's very easy to not get a sense of scale in the game. You know, you, you you compare sci-fi ships in in other games and TV series with Elite, and you think, oh well, our our Elite ships are quite small, but in comparison, they're pretty much up there, aren't they, in terms of size? Oh yeah, I mean, I think everyone, thing everyone says when they get into VR
0: is oh my god it looks bigger and you know we just we we, we take it for granted it's just like yeah i'm in a tiny wee ship, and then it's like no right okay um no it's just I, th- I think we did you see it all the way to the very end
3: i did yes yes
0: uh, there's a there's a nice little thing at the very end which i think everyone needs to stay for but we'll we'll not spoil that for anybody Um uh, link and...
3: will be on the show, show initially of show. course it will
0: So, I think it was last week that some folks were saying that the devs don't go off and play Elite. And (laughs) last night, and for a couple of other nights I've noticed, Paige Harvey and her husband have been very definitely playing Elite Dangerous. uh, Because she was actually, she's been twitching it off as just, you know, Paige in her own time going off and doing her own thing in-game. And there's only about 20 people.
5: She's a community manager. She's not. Oh, yeah. Quickly again. Um, uh, yeah. Olivia, sorry, you mentioned a couple of names, shout outs in the chat. Oh, just um, two, two hmm? people who've helped me out in fleet logistics. No, nothing big. It's um, uh, Commander Valen Jindaris who's been um, helping me a lot with fleet logistics and Commander Polycurve, who I mentioned earlier. Nothing big. Um, nothing, nothing related to the topic at hand
3: that's why placing chat. That's oh, right. Yeah, I didn't want their contribution to be lost in the general chat though.
5: That's... Okay. Fair enough, yeah. Um
0: you've totally made me go off and lose my stream there. Thank you, Shan. Uh, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> um, so um, I, I mean I think I know was, yeah. I know last week we were actually we were talking about it was the QA guys who don't play the the game. But pa- I'm sure it didn't Paige used to be in QA before she joined. I
3: the, think she was customer services wasn't she? Customer, was she customer services, um, and, and I don't think we said we didn't think the QA people didn't play the game. I think no, he mentioned think there it, probably wasn't enough time to get them to fix all the bugs they wanted to fix.
0: Well, there's definitely things along those lines, but yeah, pay, you know, it was, it was really nice to see you know a a Frontier staffer playing elite because they wanted to in their own time. Despite the fact they pl- they work with Elite all day, every day in real in the real life as well. Yeah, you know, like, I thought it was really refreshing to see that and it's nice. And I know Ed basically you you know Ed went off in Distant Worlds to take it full circle in his own time, oh, didn't yeah. he? Well to yeah, be fair, can.
2: there's a difference between working on something and actually playing it. So
0: I there is, but there isn't I mean, I just, just going into boring world stuff, I used to do a whole lot of development in my own time until I actually started working as a developer. And now it's like the last thing I want to do unless I really have
5: to, um, Oh, no, I, I mean, hmm.
2: feels different about different things. So
5: yeah,
2: but, but I mean, it, know, it I depends know. on what she's, if she's working as a, if she's a community manager, she'd be looking at the forums and things like that all day.
0: Yeah, I did actually, I heard a very funny story about when, from the QA team, when the Hussan Orbital community goal was done, and yeah. you know, the original one, and they were having to run the Hassan run <laughs> several hundred times by the time they'd finished testing it.
3: Oh God. Yeah. Did they use... Yeah, no, they had to do it. Up. They had to do it legit. But well, that was the easy one. You just kind of see, you, you sh-
5: point in a you direction,
3: go. and then go and grab a cup of coffee and come back in ninety minutes.
0: Well, I got I got so much housework and so on done when we had that Hutton Orbital community goal. It was great, but but yeah, yeah. These I know we say that they don't do anything, but for that CG, they were testing several hundred times. The Hutton run back again.
3: Aww. Yeah. The final thing I've got in the community thing is uh, the Cradle Memoriam exhibition. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, this is uh, Commander Pyrrhus Moore uh, who wants to dedicate the mission to his uncle who recently passed, uh, as well as his father and the other brother.
5: i read uh, that recently as well. It's pretty good.
3: Yeah, do you want to say any more about the Olivier or uh, should I...
5: No, no, no. Sorry, carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: All right, no, so basically they, they're they going to give a couple of weeks for registration and to rally at Colonia, and they'll then be setting off for a, a sector of space as well as visiting Nebula and other interesting places uh, on the way. So there'll be a link to that in the show notes, but um, I, I do like these um, player-driven memorials and things like that to, to loved ones and things. I think it's a great thing to do and a worthy thing to uh, get involved in.
2: I think I'm signed up on that expedition as well. Doing a lot of exploring in the near future.
0: Lots and lots of exploring in the near future.
2: Right, has anybody else got
0: anything that they're. If not, be sure slide into the outro section.
1: Yeah, you wish.
0: Uh, shout outs. What were you going to say, Grant? I was just saying you uh, wish. Uh, Shoutouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of shout outs in the outro stuff as well. So yeah, so we have Lavecon twenty eighteen still coming up, and we do have a wee bit of an update at last in that the gold camping and platinum upgrades are going up on the website on Thursday the nineteenth of April. Uh, and
1: yes, what? I'm just gonna just do. I'm gonna ask you questions like, what's a platinum?
0: T- you twat I don't know. Of course, Actually, of course I do you know. I think. Of course you know. You muppet. It says it in the bits of text. <laughs> I, I, but I've not got the bits of text in front of me. Oh, right, okay.
1: Well, a platinum ticket upgrade is <laughs> your way of upgrading yourself from. <laughs> Shit, I should have had it open. <laughs> Grant, what's a platinum ticket <laughs> upgrade? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if it's gold. I think it's gold tickets that upgrade you to platinum. You can upgrade from
0: gold to platinum, yes. Where and you can then your get, yeah, get
1: your too. goodie bag and stuff. it's. To be honest, it's, um, it's the more. Having been the side that we're at, one of the things we hear an awful lot is, well, you know, I'm going to go to Elite Meat because it's cheaper, I'm going to go to Fantasticon because it's cheaper. If you look at the price of a day ticket to the Levecon and take the hotel residency out of the equation, you'll find that for content to price, it's actually extremely reasonable, uh, if not slightly on the cheap side, so there's not much profit in the event for the poor organisers, which of course is um, Hex with Sticks Um, so the platinum ticket is a way of supporting the event and giving them a little bit more margin, but you get a little bit back in return, so that's quite cool. And I have to admit, I know
0: last year I was actually I was kind of gutted I didn't want getting a platinum ticket because the loot getting was actually really nice I, spe-
2: I especially really wanted one of those bags that they were giving. I might upgrade to a Platinum.
0: But yes, also Platinum tickets are coming out and the Gold Camping stuff is coming out on Thursday. And I was actually, I got really surprised that today a Commander was able to get a single Gold Weekend ticket, which I think they must have just, they must have Someone must have returned it and they stuck it in, but it's gone again now because that's all, all taken out. So then we have the CQC Discord for the discerning com- commander who likes a bit of CQC action, which is at discord.me/elitedangerouscqc. Now I want to thank everyone who's in Twitch, especially Yannex, if you're still here, because I love the work that you do because it's amazing and it makes me laugh every time I hear your videos, man. And special and mind wipe and oh, um, shall I? Shall I? am oh, going to give his a shout out to him. are you blowing awesome. smoke
1: up now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm blowing smoke up Yannick's ass because you know he's great and Such I I, I, I kind of love his stuff. <laughs> I am a fanboy about his stuff. That's a line
4: <laughs> That's his. His, stuff's,
0: his stuff's hilarious. It is, we
1: all love yeah. Yamix. The, the creativity from the community is always staggering, and uh, yeah, it's it's always good to see, you know, videos that tackle uh, issues and apply. It's always good when you're watching someone's videos and they've got a strong opinion and they're willing to, to you know, to put that forward, come what may. And I think Yamix but- has raised so many, many great
0: points. Um and his inevitable what style. What I find hilarious about y- Yamax's videos and is it sounds like he hates the game, but I know he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did a recent video about the... oh, about Horizon, about basically everything that was in Horizons. And it was like, yeah, this patch came out, and it sucked! And this patch came out, and it sucked! <laughs> and it's just like, you're so right. But...
2: <laughs> But we're still playing we're the damn game. We're still playing,
0: and we still love it. Damn! <laughs> it just, it's so true, though. I mean, if you were to watch, watch the video, you would think, what the hell are you playing at? Right. But, Move, on. Yeah. Move on. Anyway, Move on. moving on. Anyway, so I'm going to give a shout-out to Academic Dust894, Apocalyptic Chaos, Bad, Bad Yani. I'm going to probably murder a whole load of names, Barry Bishop, Bitstorm, Bog, Bog Rats, Yes,
4: Miggles shan- Pie,
0: Gallum. I- I'm reading this list alphabetically in case you hadn't noticed. For God's sakes, Bograt, Karumba, Commander Fierski, Commander Miggles, um, Commander Quo, Captain Spudgun, DJ D Jellyfish, Deadmeat GF, DG 128 Electric, Katesboard, maybe, Electrical Skateboard, Electrical Skateboard. There we go.
2: <laughs> Finally. <laughs>
0: I was getting there in the end. Echo week. What's this endless echo endless agnosty or something like that? Uh Gallus Gimsek Guati Hugs Hagseline DJ Smashing Pum- J Pum- Pumpkins Jonathan Tea Time Lu- Okay Lu- No Lu- uh Lu- issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Macken 71 Oh, mecha Mecca week,
2: Mrs. And H. Apparently, electrical skateboard is actually a bot. Okay.
0: Oh well. Congratulations, bot.
2: <laughs> I don't know bots M- flavor M- here. Um,
0: Miss, Mr. Whiskey Richard, that's right. Olivia Vesper is here. Ryder um, Rider, D- Rider TDK, Cilia Lax Skegon 2001 uh snowy monk strulox sci-fi 88 tfk 80 kurgle's here as well thomas 180573 i'm guessing his birthday's is the 18th of may but i might be wrong there whoever's here X-Pain X, and i think someone else is down but i can't read their thing because it's it begins with the letter z and for some reason Twitch isn't letting me see it might be zadnost it is zadnost. and Zypher Gord, because it's been ages since we've given a shout out to everyone on Twitch, hasn't it? Yeah, and I'm going to give a yeah. shout out. It's been ages because there's well, there's too many of them to read out like that all the time. Um, so I'm also going to give a shout out to everyone in game who's come out and joined us. I know I haven't been talking to you guys because I've been you know trying to do this presenting thing, and <laughs> God, I need Colin back.
1: Or, or Fuzzer, or anyone who is isn't Ben. Can I do a yes. big? Can I do a big shout out as well to someone who was, who was at ECM this weekend, and it was an absolute yes. joy to see him. And you know what? You deserve a big shout out, you big sexy man. That's of course to John Virgo Karash. We love you. It was awesome seeing you this weekend, and I hope you are well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So then we've got so in game we've got Krangus with a big big Lovetsky. Bograt again, Galen Reynolds, Mecha week Miggles is here still, Reckless, Thudpucker is here, and obviously Kurgle and Olivia is also joining us in game. Mm. Does
5: anybody else have anything they're wanting to start, say? I probably have a two um, or three people. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, I'd like you, um, I go to. I'd also like thank Atrus... Oh God, come on, Atris fifty age. sixty, go, is it? Yes, April 5060 for introducing me to you folks to this um, uh, radio show and the rest of the huck and truckers for um, com- contributing most of the uh, Gatherer membership, I believe. Um, and I'd also like to thank my faction, the Oldman Blackman, and my girlfriend, Nene Vespera.
2: Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, go on then, while well, we're at it. Um, oh, I would like to thank... <laughs>
5: It <laughs>
2: if you
1: thank your mum and your dad you're banned next week
2: <laughs> I want to thank your mom <laughs> you walked
0: no. into that
2: one I would like to oh dear we just got a raid oh that's right thank you for raiding us um I would like to thank Commander <laughs> Thanks, 69 for supplying me with some roots for my crazy line exploration trip, and Commander Lord Knight for keeping me sane through said exploration trip.
0: Right.
5: So thank you very much, Nats, for joining us just as we're leaving. Wait, <laughs> Nats, <I laughs> want to thank you. I want to thank you folks at Live for having me on the show. Oh, it's
1: pleasure. Really
0: Absolute pleasure. And we want to thank you for coming. Thank
1: you. <laughs> And, and, uh-huh. we, and In fact, that's right, you've come in time for the Galnet News. Uh, Pete Witherspoon has put a, a Galnet News together for us tonight, so we are definitely going to play Yay. that, so stick around for that, and then we'll see if there's somewhere else we can send you guys on to to find some love to share with someone else in the community that's streaming.
3: We can't forget to thank Commander Witherspoon as well for doing the news week in, week out.
0: Yes, his, his news is
2: awesome, isn't it? News yeah, amazing. Yes. He did do the news last week. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. It was somebody I that did the news. Well, uh, yeah, okay.
0: He, he, his throat is even was even worse than Grant's, but yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's I'm going to sign off.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Grant. You... <laughs> no, it's fine. Gary. No? no. I'm just. Right. You know, I anyone else to thank? Off. No. Okay. Fine. All right. That's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you like, you can get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. We're on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash radio. We are at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash radio. We're also on TeamSpeak at teamspeak.com. No, teamspeak.laveradio.com. Laveradio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 BST now and streamed out on laveradio.com live. Thank you very much to Grant, to Shan, to Kergol, to Toxic, to Olivia Vespera. Thank you very much to everyone else who's been joining us in the community. You guys are awesome. We love you. And until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
6: I'm going to see the
1: guy
7: digest 17th of april 3304 we read the news so you don't have to in this week's news one in the eye for the eagle's eye police criticized for fast-tracking criminals eccentric explorers demand event horizons MacThargoid tossers don't receive mixed feedback one in the eye for the Eagle's Eye. Following the failure last week of the Aegis-sponsored Eagle Eye Network to identify the next target of the Thargoid battle fleet, which left Guidoni Enterprise in HIP-9599 unprotected, Canon Interstellar has announced a monitoring system of its own. The biscuit-munching boffins plan to scan every vulnerable system in the Thargoid attack area for unusual Thargoid activity to predict which systems are about to suffer an attack using a scanner of their own devising. They've called for commanders to install the monitoring software and patrol the 71 systems with at least one human space station and at least one ammonia world, which are the systems perceived to be at high risk of an attack. Canon has named their programme Ravnaguds Eye, after the Norse god Odin, who sent out ravens as scouts. Fittingly, each patrol cycle must be completed by Wednesday each week, as Thargoids are widely believed to favour Thursday mornings for their attacks. Wednesday is named after Odin. Odin's wife was Frigg, which is what Admiral Aidan Tanner must have thought when he realised his monitoring network had failed. Police Criticised for Fast-Tracking Criminals Dangerous criminal and explorer Old Duck has discovered a way to get back to the bubble quickly after an exploration trip by engaging the help of the police. Explorers whose ships are destroyed in the vast empty blackness beyond the bubble are rescued to the nearest suitable starport. There are now many such starports in the area south of Colonia. But what if you need to get back to the bubble in a hurry? Commander Old Dark thought a police escort might be just the way. He sold off his exploration data at one of the remote stations and then attracted the attention of the police by committing a minor offence to gain a bounty and waited for the local police to arrest him. The nearest detention centre was in the California Nebula, and that's where the lucky commander was taken by the police to pay off his bounty and ship rebuy cost, after which he was free to leave. The commander saved himself many hours of hyperspace jumps, and although he didn't quite make it back to the bubble, he declared the police fast-track to the detention centre well worth the small financial penalty. This raises the question of whether it might be possible to leave for Colonia with a small bounty, travel just over halfway there, turn yourself into the police, and get them to take you the rest of the way using their own rapid transit system. Could this possibly be a case of crime does pay? Eccentric explorers demand event horizons. Explorers have demanded the right to cross the event horizons of black holes. Current chip guidance technology contains a failsafe that makes it impossible for even the most foolhardy commanders to experience the natural time dilation that comes with crossing the event horizon and disappearing down one of the many plug holes in the fabric of creation. This makes black holes far safer than neutron stars, which for some reason do not invoke navigational safety protocols. The plea... Is that freedom of choice should include the choice to do bloody stupid things? Or it's not freedom of choice at all. These commanders want to feel gravitational pull tugging at their ship, to experience the blind panic of sliding inexorably towards the lip of the waterfall, to be spaghettified and redshifted into oblivion. They're a strange bunch, these explorers. MacThargoid tossers don't receive mixed feedback. Commanders at the newest branch of MacThargoids were given the opportunity to toss themselves. A lovely big pizza this week. But were denied the chance to provide constructive feedback. It's believed that the more literate Commander customers submitted several thousand feedback forms lovingly completed in multicoloured crayon. But not one of the forms arrived at the MacThargoids headquarters. MacThargoids blames a computer failure caused by the unexpected praise on those forms. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.